welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society and the Brattleboro Area Middle School. Out of Esty Organ Company grows Estyville. It is safe to say that Estyville is Brattleboro's most intentionally planned neighborhood, though the boundaries of it can be debated. Some references include the Winston Prouty Center on Maple Street, Fairview Street, and even Brattleboro Memorial Hospital. Whatever the actual size of Estyville, it was an important part of Brattleboro's growth due to its unusual company connections. Through the years, it remained a tight-knit, proud neighborhood. Estyville was born out of tragedies that struck Jacob Estes Organ Company. Esty had operated three previous organ factories along the Whetstone Brook and had suffered two fires and floods at those locations. Despite these setbacks, the company was looking to expand and establish itself in safer quarters. Consequently, in 1870, Jacob Esty bought the Dickens Pasture and Rufus Clark Farm, which stretched from Birch Street south and west for 60 acres. The farmland Esty purchased was located on a terrace that sat above Westone Brook. His new slate-sided factory buildings on Bridge Street were above the risk of floods, and slate protected them somewhat from fire. The added land also allowed for drier lumber storage. With the much larger factory came many more workers, and Esty wanted to provide his employees with safe and affordable housing. Estyville was founded on the principle of individual home ownership. Esty's idea was not to build company-owned tenements to his newly acquired land, as was popular at the time but to sell building lots of people to build their own homes and thus take pride in their neighborhood. From 1870 to 1874, the ST complex established most of its 20-plus buildings along Bird Street. Further up the hill, south of Bird Street, the ST company divided the remaining farmland into 122 building lots with 10 interconnected streets. The first streets laid out were ST Cottage and Oregon Streets. House lots were of good size, enough for a family home, a barn in many cases, and a garden. Esty did not only sell the lots to his employees, but to anyone who wanted to buy them. However, he did offer to hold mortgages of his employees if they needed the help. And thus the new Estyville neighborhood began to grow quickly. Chestnut, Pleasant, and Vine Streets were added next, then Cherry Street and Southern Avenue. Eventually, Estyville even had its own newspaper column in the Brattleboro Reformer, called Estyville Etchings. It took very little time for the fast-growing community to need a school, and so Estyville School was built in 1872 at the top of Esty Street Hill. In 1888, the school was moved back about 25 feet to give the children a larger play area in front. The move back was down a slope, so as well as creating a great play area for the children, a large basement was designed for the school. This basement became an important meeting place for many events in Estyville. Levi Fuller, who was closely connected with the Esty Organ Company, lived for a few years in the house that now occupies the middle of Esty Circle. At the time, it was called The Pines. He later built a much more impressive home he called Pine Heights on the east side of Canal Street. The current location of Pine Heights at Brattleboro Center for Nursing and Rehabilitation, Fuller then donated the triangular piece of property bounded on two sides by Esty and Pleasant Streets to Estyville. time this patch of land was the geographic center of growing neighborhood and took the name Fuller Park. A bandstand was built and this was where everything from concerts to picnics, neighborhood kickball games to fundraisers happened. 
Levi Fuller's brother, George, built a grand home with a sweeping circular driveway on Estee Street, set far back on the street, which still stands today, although now divided into apartments. People who lived on or walked down Oregon Street directly behind and up the hill from SD Organ Factory were often treated with beautiful sounds coming from tuning or testing the organs. But Estyville was also cursed with sooty black smoke from the smokestacks of the factory, the bane of every housewife who had hung laundry over to dry. The fact that many of the people worked together in the organ factory and also lived within close proximity of each other might have been enough to maintain the cohesiveness of the neighborhood, but it was certainly aided by the very active and spirited Ladies Enterprise Society, formed in 1888. The members of this charitable organization would meet monthly or bi-weekly in members' homes on Fuller Park or in the meetings room in the basement of Estyville School to discuss ways to bring residents of Estyville together. After their meetings, they would have supper and socialize. No doubt this was also a much-anticipated ladies-only night out. These dedicated ladies from all parts of Estyville sponsored band concerts. The Estyville band was popular, supplied ice cream, cake, and donuts, they made quilts to donate and held raffles and rummage sales to raise money for different neighborhood needs. Their energy went to those in the neighborhood who were sick or injured, had a birthday or anniversary or a death in the family. A basket of food, a meal, card, or flowers appeared on their neighbor's doorstep. These women were also responsible for taking care of Fuller Park, and in 1913 they raised money to build a new bandstand, the bandstand that occupies Fuller Park today. Estyville was a town within a town. Two stores had most everything one needed, one on Chestnut Street and one on the corner of Chestnut and Pleasant Streets. With a school on Estee Street, a church on Cottage Street, and stores, the neighborhood was held together and enhanced by the Ladies' Enterprise Society. It was after World War II that things began to change. Automobiles and a more mobile society meant that the close-knit neighborhood began to unravel a bit. The heyday of SD organs had passed and people were not as connected to the company. Entertainments were found beyond the confines of Etsyville Hill. The cookouts and socials on Fuller Park were few and far between, even though the Ladies' Enterprise Society was still meeting. In the 1950s, as electronics began to take over the organ world, SD organs tried to adapt, but they were eventually unsuccessful. Unfortunately, the factory closed its stores in 1961. The LES continued to meet through the mid-1970s and even formed a junior branch of the society with hopes of attracting younger women to keep the society going. Our records show that the society struggled with membership during the 1970s, and all our information about them ends in 1977. However, there was one last triumphant LES Estyville gathering on Fuller Park during the bicentennial in 1976 when a flagpole was erected in front of the bandstand. To this day, the bandstand and flagpole, with LES inscribed in the cement base, as well as Fuller Park and the SD organ buildings down the hill, are the legacy left of Brattleboro's Estyville, an intentional and once tight-knit neighborhood. We'd like to thank Gilbert, Phil, Jackson, Jordan, Eliza, Ella, and Paige for reading This Week in Brattleboro History. Please join us next week for another story from our community's past.